0: hey 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 good morning good evening greetings and salutations to all my good people who have tuned into this episode number seven of the hijack my life podcast my name is gene white jr and i'm your host today i want to talk to you about a topic that came to me recently as i was enjoying one of my favorite cigars i started to think about what would I say to myself in the past? Like, if I could go back and talk to my former self, like, what advice would I give to him or give to me? I think this is best depicted in a recent commercial that I saw during the Super Bowl, I believe. And it was a commercial where LeBron James is sitting on the bed talking to his younger self, who is still in high school and getting ready to embark upon this life that he is destined to be on. And we we all see the greatness that King James has, has bestowed upon us. Right. So I think that this is an interesting topic because we all have different paths that we take during this journey that we call life. My experience is not like your experience. And honestly, if you would have asked me 25 years ago what my life would look like at this age, I guarantee you that it wouldn't look and I wouldn't look like the man that you are listening to today. I remember this movie that I watched called Frequency that referenced this very premise. For those of you who haven't seen this movie, spoiler alert, it's a great movie and I'm going to tell you about it. Here's a synopsis. The plot follows John Sullivan, a homicide detective in New York City, who accidentally discovers a cross time radio frequency on his late father's ham radio. This allows him and allows the both of them to speak to each other across the time john sullivan is a new york pd detective living in his childhood home his girlfriend samantha leaves him for being emotionally shut off and it's implied that this is the result of john losing his father firefighter named frank to a fire when he was six years old john's lifelong friend and neighbor gordo stops by and finds a old ham radio that once belonged to frank but fails to get it working. So the night before the anniversary of his father's death, John is surprised to find that the radio is operating during a particularly intense occurrence of the Aurora Borealis. And he has a brief conversation with another man concerning the 1969 World Series, which John is able to recount in specific detail. He realizes from this and other details that he is communicating with his father on the same date in 1969. And he warns him of the mistake that led to his death. Now, Frank is alarmed and he refuses to believe it. But the next day, while rescuing a child from a burning warehouse, he recalls John's warning and he survives the fire. Now, back in 1999, John is struck with new memories of his father surviving into the 80s until his death from lung cancer. He reconnects with Frank, who now believes him. John discovers that his present has been changed in other unexpected ways. He has inadvertently prevented the death of the Nightingale Killer, a serial killer who originally murdered three nurses in the 1960s and was never caught. The killer has now killed 10 women including John's own mother, Julia. To save her and the other future victims, John enlists Frank's help in stopping the Nightingale before he can kill again. Following information from John about the killings, Frank manages to save the first victim, but when he tries to rescue the second, the Nightingale subdues him and steals his driver's license and then plants it on the victim to frame Frank for the murder. Now, when Frank shares his experience with his son, John realizes that Frank's wallet has the Nightingale's fingerprints, so John asks his father to hide the wallet somewhere in the house where John can find it 30 years later. So using the preserved fingerprints from the wallet, John identifies the Nightingale as Jack Shepard, a former detective. In 1969, Frank's close friend and John's future boss, Detective Satchel DeLeon, arrest Frank on suspicion of murder. He resists and the radio is knocked over and damaged. At the station, Frank attempts to prove his innocence to Satch by being able to accurately predict various aspects of the 1969 World Series, including the famous Game 5 shoe polish incident. Frank escapes from the police station and breaks into Shepard's apartment where he finds evidence of his murders. Shepard arrives and attacks Frank, who fends him off and appears to kill Shepard. Satch, having realized that Frank was telling the truth, arrives and finds the victim's jury exonerating his friend Frank. Now Frank returns home, he fixes the radio, and he chooses to quit smoking having already been warned by John that he will eventually die of lung cancer. While talking over the radio, both Frank and John are attacked by the 1969 and 1999 versions of Shepard. Frank blows off Shepard's hand and then he flees. Now in 1999, John fights off Shepard. The house changes rapidly around them as they're fighting and an elderly Frank appears and kills Shepard with the same shotgun that he blew his hand off in 1969 with. They both tearfully embrace. This film concludes with a softball game including John, Samantha who's now his wife and expecting a baby, John's young son Frank Julia Satch and Gordo his old friend who has now become wealthy thanks to stock tips that were fed to him in the past by John now of course this podcast is not for movie reviews but I truly enjoy watching this movie and I've seen it several times over the years and it's entertaining in my opinion but if I ask myself what If I could have a conversation with my younger self. Now, what advice would I tell me? Would I say something cliche like make sure you follow your dreams and don't let anyone deter you from them? Well, I mean, I could. But I couldn't give any guarantees as to if that would make me successful based on just that advice. It's not specific enough and it can't be measured. In the present-day 1999 version of John and Gordo in the movie, Gordo is kind of bummed out because years earlier he had the opportunity to invest, but he didn't pull the trigger to do so, and he regretted it. So John had the opportunity to talk to the younger Gordo through the ham radio, and he gave him a word that he should always remember. That word was yahoo. And by the end of the movie, when all is well and you see this happy ending, you also see Gordo's happy ending as well because he's driving a high end vehicle with the license plate Yahoo One on the back. So what would I say to myself? I mean, what would you say to your younger self if you had the opportunity to talk and have a conversation? One of the things that you have to remember is that every decision, every choice is everything that we do it's led us to where we are right now it's not by chance that you and i are in the state of existence that we are in the present it's by design say for instance that you are a parent and you're not particularly keen on the partner that you chose or maybe you didn't choose to have a child with things happen right whatever the circumstance whatever the outcome if you have children right now your babies your legacy If you made a decision to do something different in the past, then there is a possibility that you may not have had that wonderful child that you adore right now. In every movie that I have seen that deals with time travel and change in the past, those actions affect the future. So as you think about what you would change or what advice you would give your younger self, you also have to assess what you are willing to give up or willing to sacrifice from the life that you are accustomed to right now. Now, as I reflect on that, I try to sort out what could I tell my younger self that would make the biggest impact and change my life? Would I tell myself about how we turned out in the future and what i'm currently working on would i give myself stock tips like john did gordo so that by the time i reach this current age i would be very wealthy would i share the words amazon apple bitcoin and tesla with the younger me i mean it would make sense right am i am i wrong I believe that I would probably slip in at least two of those names to Young Gene and maybe I would give him all four of those company tips and tell him to never give up on his dreams. Side note, would it be insider trading if I used time travel to go back in time and give stock tips to myself? Like, you know, somebody looked that up and get back to me with that log, you know, hit me on IG with that answer. It's the hijack my life podcast. All right. I would also tell him that I should make it a point to surround myself with ambitious friends and family and that he needs to be sure that we invest and look into real estate early in the 20s versus being concerned with securing a 401k. See, as a young man, I was taught that you basically got a job for two reasons. Or that you would look for two things in a job. It either pays good money or it has good benefits. And if you're lucky, then you would find one that will give you both of those. In episode six, I talked about seven types of fears that we as humans experience. Now, one of those fears is a fear of not being financially secure. So when someone says to me that I need to stay in school and get an education so I can get a good job and I can make good money and have great benefits, i.e. health insurance, uh, life insurance, 401k, then who am I to believe differently? Because these people I look up to, I trust, and I am expecting them to give me good, sound advice. And I believe today that this is indeed still sound advice. But it's not the only option. And as we've seen countless times, there are people who did not follow the status quo or walk down that prescribed path towards their success. There are even millionaires and billionaires that are in this world who didn't follow that same template to get to where they are today. Let me give you a few examples. Michael Dell dropped out of the University of Texas at Austin his freshman year at the age of 19. He would go on to found Dell Technologies and is now worth over $20 billion. Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, he left Reed College when he was 19, reportedly because it was too much of a financial burden for his family. Despite his short tenure at Reed, Jobs still found his time there valuable. In a 2005 commencement speech at Stanford University, he credited a Reed calligraphy course for providing the inspiration for the typography that he used on the first Mac. Bill Gates attended Harvard for two years before leaving to build what would become Microsoft. The Harvard Crimson describes him as Harvard's most successful dropout and today he is one of the wealthiest people on the planet. Evan Williams, grew up in Clarks, Nebraska, where his family ran a farm. He attended the University of Nebraska at Lincoln for three semesters before dropping out. Williams was a freelance software programmer for Hewlett-Packard and Intel before landing a gig at Google. He later quit his job at Google to build Twitter and then became a billionaire. Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard, founded Facebook, and became one of the wealthiest men alive. According to his book, The Facebook Effect, it took him just five minutes to make the decision to quit college. Larry Ellison is known as a software billionaire and a founder of Oracle. When he was growing up, however, his adoptive parents encouraged him to be a doctor. He attended the University of Illinois at Urbana Champaign and the University of Chicago, but struggled with his medical courses and dropped out. Today, he is worth over $55 billion. These are just examples of individuals who, again, did not follow the prescribed plan and decided to go against the grain, step outside of the box, and do something extraordinary. Now, this is in no way a condemnation on the higher education system. I work in higher ed, and I'm currently working on a terminal degree. What I am simply saying is that If I had the opportunity to take what I've learned up to now and then go back in time, I would express very strongly that the plan that I was taught growing up is not the only way and to explore new innovative ways to be successful. But I don't want to stray away too far from this main topic. So what would I say to myself? It would sound something like this, I believe. BG, you got the world at your fingertips. You may not see it right now, but keep your eyes open for opportunities to grow exponentially. Don't settle for the status quo. Don't limit yourself to what you see in this small town. Take a chance and explore bigger territory, more knowledge, and seek greatness. Find like-minded individuals who have been where you want to be and gone where you want to go, And then glean wisdom and insight from them. Stay connected to your source, your source of power that is, and then seek guidance and wisdom towards making the best decisions for you and your future. Most of all, read more. Soak up the knowledge of the world and build your empire. You can do this. The world is yours for the taking. And when you make mistakes, it's okay. See, things are not always going to work out the way that you planned. And when this happens, stay in a ball game. Don't sit on the bench. Growth happens when you're patient. Growth happens through experience, both good and bad. Learn from all the experiences, big and small. And remember, you got this. And also when you hear these four words, Amazon, Tesla, Bitcoin, and Apple, invest as much money as you can. Shh. <laughs> Look, life is a journey and where we are today is because of the decisions that we made up to this point. We have learned lessons about what we like and what we don't like, what we do and what not to do. Um, And we usually have a pretty good idea why the way or why we are the way that we are. Through each experience, we have grown in some sort of way. So for each of us, there is a level of maturity that would allow us to go back in time to share pertinent information to help ourselves in the past become better than we are today. But the question is, will we even listen? Now, if you're a parent, isn't that what you try to do with your kids? You want them to become better than you, live the life that you didn't get to, and achieve more. Be happier and live a life that's more fulfilling than what you had. And through their successes, you find fulfillment. So you try to impart wisdom into their lives and teach them some of those things that you would go back and advise yourself, if you could, in the past. I know that's what my parents did for me. I mean, I believe that's generally how decent parents operate. I mean, I guess, right? But did I listen to my parents? Of course not. Not, not all of the advice anyway, because I was being hard-headed and I thought I knew everything. That that sound familiar? So even if I could go back and talk to myself, I don't even know if that hard-headed sucker would even listen. But here's what I would suggest. Since we cannot go back in time and change our present because, well, I don't think in my limited knowledge that time travel has been invented yet, we should focus on utilizing what we have learned about our lives and ourselves so far and make the best decisions to achieve greatness from this day forward. You see, we can't change the past, but we can influence the future. So I'm curious, what would you say to your former self? Now, if you're following me on IG, then go over to IG and let me know. If you're not following me on IG, then go to Hijack My Life Podcast and hit that follow button and then let me know. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to episode seven of the show. I hope it was valuable to you. And if indeed you did find value, please share this show with somebody this week and help us to grow the community. Remember, in this life, we cannot progress unless we process the person that we are and implement the knowledge, the skills, and abilities that transform us into the person that we want to be. Thank you for taking part of your busy day to spend time with me. I truly appreciate it, and I hope to speak with you again on the next episode of the Hijack My Life podcast. Peace!